of the Titans, the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Alrighty, this is No Buts About It from a dorm room in Ohio. It's a nice day out, a little gloomy, but still nice, pretty warm, nice fresh air coming into the room. So, let's start right off. I woke up this morning after going to bed and seeing a tweet from Stefan Diggs that he was not interested, or he was, he was, he was interested, but... He was a little concerned about how the Bills were kind of treating him. He was kind of looking out at the rest of his fellow wide receivers, seeing how much they're getting paid, looking at the Devontae Adams deal, the Tyreek Hill deal, and he said, hey, I've been here a while. I've been a playmaker. I've helped us get to the playoffs multiple years in a row. Where's my deal? Well, here it is. Stefan Diggs of the Buffalo Bills signed a deal that would guarantee him $70 million, $25 million a year, and the deal is worth about $104 million. Huge deal. He's still not the highest paid receiver in the league. He's the fourth highest paid uh, behind... The likes of DeAndre Hopkins at the Cardinals, Tyreek Hill at the Dolphins, who is the highest paid, and Devontae Adams, who's now a Raider. So uh, the wide receiver market for players is changing, and these guys are getting their bag. They are getting what they feel like they deserve. And honestly, I think this goes back to the Christian Kirk signing that the Jaguars did. They gave him a ton of money. Of course he was going to say yes. Problem was, while Christian Kirk is a baller, he's never had a 1,000-yard season. So all these players that regularly have 1,000-yard seasons were like, well, where's our money? If he's getting that much, we should be getting more. I mean, that's logical, right? Well, uh, owners didn't like that, but they had to deal with it because, as we saw uh, with Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, players were willing to leave if it meant that they would get the bag. Um, Also, Tyron Matthew went down to New Orleans yesterday to visit his home team, which is uh, the New Orleans Saints. He went down there, and a lot of teams were, were, or a lot of uh, fans were worried that he was going to sign with them and that their team wasn't going to be able to pick him up because Tyron Matthew, he's been that guy for the Chiefs for a few years he was that guy with the Cardinals and I believe he had a short stint with the Texans as well great safety great guy to have in the backfield especially as a veteran Um, but he recently said that he does not feel like the Saints need him so 
I don't know if the Saints told him that or if that was just his vibe that he got on the situation. But at least from Tyron Matthews' perspective, he will not be going to the Saints. The Colts kind of hinted that they were going after a big-name defensive player. Was it Tyron Matthew? Possibly. They may still be interested in him. But there are other free agents still available, and we will get to that in a little bit. Uh, But as for now, Tyron Matthew is not a saint. He is not an anything. He's still a free agent. So uh, keep tweeting your GM if you think that Tyron Matthew would be a good fit for your team and just uh, bombarding him with tweets to try to convince your GM of that. Uh, Speaking of safeties, Minka Fitzpatrick of the Pittsburgh Steelers is reportedly working on an extension that would keep him with the Pittsburgh Steelers and make him the highest paid safety in the league. Now, that worries me, to be honest. Like, I'm glad he's getting his bag, but Bengals have Jesse Bates, who obviously I have a bias towards, but... I, think, I personally think he's better than Minka. Minka's definitely a top three guy. I just think Bates is a top two guy. And Minka being the highest paid is going to mean that Bates will probably want more. I hope he sticks around or I hope that we're willing to give it to him because I think that he's great for our defense. I think he's a powerful guy to have in the backfield. He was huge in the playoffs. And he also causes guys to get completely covered because he is a ball hawk he will just come down and snatch the ball out of the air and take it from you so now quarterbacks aren't even throwing anywhere near him because they're terrified that if they do they're going to get an interception and that's going to look bad on them incomplete pass would look better than throwing near jesse Bates. um also the draft is this month So uh, we're going to continue to keep getting pumped up for that. The draft is in 22 days. The draft begins on April 22nd, or excuse me, the draft begins on April 28th, which is 22 days away, and it will be out in Las Vegas this year, and I did some brief research last night into the three quarterbacks that people seem to be looking at, and I have decided... Based on my current research, and I will, pro- I might change my mind. I haven't looked at film yet, but based on stats and what I have seen so far from these players in the short amount of film that I've watched from them, I think Kenny Pickett is that guy. Um, he just plays phenomenally. He's very smart player. I've, I've always thought he was a smart player ever since I started watching him. But what really stuck out to me about Kenny Pickett is his football IQ. Uh, he realized in a game that uh, the college rule doesn't say you can't could at the time. Excuse me. That's going to be important. The uh, college rules didn't say that you could not fake sliding if a quarterback runs off with the ball. So he took that to his advantage he uh took off with the ball faked a slide and he got past the receiver because if he slides and the defender hits him he's in the defender's in trouble so that wasn't really fair to defenders it's illegal in the nfl to fake a slide the ball just uh goes dead wherever you slid 
But at the time, the NCAA did not have that rule in place. Now, however, there is something called the picket rule that any time a ball carrier begins, simulates, or fakes a feet-first slide, the ball should be declared dead by the on-field officials at that point. That's called the picket rule. Now, in my opinion, if you are so smart and know the game so well that they are writing rules about what you did and trying to like fix all the loopholes because of you, that means you have a pretty good football IQ. That's a pretty big deal. But not only that, his stats are phenomenal. I mean, he he has uh, 81 touchdowns in his career and only 32 interceptions. Uh, last season, he had 42 touchdowns and only 7 interceptions. To give you an idea of how good that is, the guy who's considered to go number one, or not number one, but he'll be the top quarterback off the board, Malik Willis, he has uh, 48 career touchdowns and 18 career interceptions. But uh, last season, he had 27 career touchdowns and 12 career interceptions. And so the reason I'm bringing that up is because while Malik Willis is considered to be a better player than Kenny Pickett right now uh, because of his arm. He does have a stronger arm, I believe. The dude's got a cannon. Malik Willis was playing against teams that weren't as uh, good. Obviously, they're all great guys, but uh, Malik Willis played two years in the A or the SEC in uh, at Auburn, and then he moved over to Liberty which is in a different conference, and it appears to be an easier conference. And Malik Willis really struggled against teams that were ranked in the conference. Uh, I think he lost. they lost in both games that they were playing a ranked team. So obviously that's not a great outlook for you. On top of that, he's thrown more interceptions and nearly half as many touchdowns as Kenny Pickett has, and Kenny Pickett's been playing against harder teams. Not saying Malik Willis can't make it or he won't make it, but I, I don't really understand. Maybe there's something I'm missing. Again, I haven't watched film enough yet to make a 100% this is the guy uh, move. But right now, from what I've seen, I don't understand why Malik Willis is being seen as the number one guy when it appears that Kenny Pickett has played against better defenses. He has played against uh, better teams. And he's shown his football IQ time and time again. The dude is just a stud. He knows what he's doing. He knows what needs to be done. Uh, I would be very surprised if a team doesn't take him in the first 20 picks. A lot of mock drafts have Kenny Pickett falling to the 21st pick to get to uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, which I'm sure Steelers fans would love if Kenny Pickett stayed in Pittsburgh. He is the U-Pitt quarterback, and from the Pitt fans that I know right now, they love Kenny Pickett, so to have him stay in Pittsburgh and be their quarterback, I'm sure would not only from a narrative standpoint be phenomenal, but would also just the fans would be all over that. They'd love that, especially if he lives up to the hype surrounding him um Malik Willis will likely end up going in the top 10 picks uh some people have him going to the Giants others the Seahawks uh if they were to trade up a bit 
uh, and get him. So obviously there is a differential between the two players that uh, the experts seem to see. I personally think it should be a lot closer or even switched. But that's my own personal opinion. There are people a lot smarter than me out there who are making these moves and uh, making these mock drafts. So maybe they'll prove me wrong. I will say that I called Mac Jones being the best quarterback out of the draft um, this year. I said he would be the best one coming straight out of the draft because I I literally wrote in my uh, notes for when I was looking at them last year, Mac Jones will be the best, and then I put like an asterisk, and I said, if drafted by Patriots. I just thought that he had a lot of similarities to uh, Brady, not saying he is as good as Brady, but uh, throwing mechanics were similar, and uh, he was a bit more mobile than Brady, but I just saw the way that he threw, and it reminded me of Brady for some reason, and he ended up going to the Patriots, and we saw how successful he was his first year with a team somewhat rebuilding around him. So we'll see if I'm right two years in a row. Uh, That's not to say that I don't think any of those other guys can make it. I think Trevor Lawrence will be great if you get a team around him. Same thing with Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields shows a lot of potential. Zach Wilson showed improvement as the year went on. He just made a few uh, rookie mistakes, which is fair because he's a rookie. And all quarterbacks thrown into that situation are going to make mistakes but it comes down to whether they are willing to fix those mistakes and willing to approve on what they've already shown so uh finally i want to go into about 15 minutes of just talking about what the free agents who are left look like so we have Jadavian Clowney, who is currently uh, a free agent. He played for the Browns last year. He's a defensive edge, so he's on the other side of Miles Garrett. And he is a guy who needs to be the number two on the defense, in my opinion, as far as defensive ends go. So, Obviously, he can get to the quarterback. He's great at getting to the quarterback. I just don't see him as being the primary edge rusher. So if a team has a strong edge rusher already, maybe they will go for him. I would have said the he would have been a good fit for the Raiders to be on the other side of Max Crosby, but they just signed Chandler Jones. So I don't think that's true anymore. Maybe uh, the Chiefs, if they were to bring Melvin Ingram back, who is also a free agent, but right now, I'm not really sure where I'd put Jadavian Clowney. Odell Beckham Jr. is also still a free agent. He has an ACL tear, so potentially uh, people are waiting for him to get uh, back from that and see if he's still the same guy that he was before. I'm sure he will be. OBJ has had a crazy career uh, from making ins- an insane catch uh, with the Giants to going to the Browns and pretty much not being targeted at all for some reason or just being overthrown a lot to winning a Super Bowl with LA. So, I mean, like, he still has it. He is there. He's that guy. He's a great red zone threat at the very least. So I don't understand why he is still a free agent unless teams are just waiting 
for him to come back from injury and make sure that he's still got it before they give him a huge contract, which I'm sure he will be wanting after sitting on the sidelines, seeing all of these other guys make big bucks. Uh, Stefan Gilmore is also still available. He was a the Patriots corner, and then he went to the Panthers. Uh, definitely a lockdown guy to have in your secondary. Uh, he was another guy that the Colts were kind of people thought the Colts were hinting at maybe getting him because he would be a dude to have on the team. A lot of Bengals fans also want him because they think that he would be a lockdown starter and would add some depth before we get to uh, other capable corners, but uh, guys like Eli Apple who uh, aren't necessarily the best guys in the league uh, to be covering people like Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, those big-name wide receivers, or uh, even like Tyreek Hill, who's just going to run right past half of the corners in the league. Tyron Matthew, like we said, still a free agent, hasn't been signed. Uh, don't really know what's going on with him. Uh, I don't understand why teams don't want the Honey Badger. I mean, he seems like he's a great guy. Yes, the Chiefs secondary struggled last year, but I don't think it was his fault. Um, he seemed to be the guy who was the most upset about it. So maybe there was something in the locker room or there's something going on in these meetings that I'm not seeing, that fans aren't seeing. But Tyron Matthew, I think, will be signed by the uh, draft or they will wait till the end of the draft to see what they can get to sign him. But I think he'll definitely be playing on the field next year. I don't know which jersey he'll be wearing, though. Julio Jones needs to come to the Colts. He's a free agent still. Tom Brady was retired, was uh, recruiting him to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He needs to come to the Colts. The dude needs a Super Bowl ring, and the Colts need wide receivers. Not only that, he... His buddy, Matt Ryan, the quarterback, is already there um, to throw him the ball. They've already gone to one Super Bowl together. They didn't win it. He didn't have success in Tennessee. He struggled with a lot of hamstring issues. I don't think he'd be the wide receiver one. Wouldn't want him to be the wide receiver one. But I want him to be on the field to be a threat to uh, defenses who realize, hey, Julio Jones still has it. He's that guy. And, I mean, if Tom Brady's still recruiting you, you have something that the, the teams should want. And I think that Julio Jones still has a little bit in him. He's a Hall of Fame receiver almost definitely. If he gets a Super Bowl ring, 100% sure he's in the uh, Hall of Fame. Still don't understand why he hasn't been signed aside from those injuries. He is 33 years old, which is or older for a wide receiver, but I think he still has some stuff left in his tank. J.C. Treader was let go by the Cleveland Browns. He's a center. They needed him to let him go in order to help uh, bolster some cap space, so they let him go. Still a great player. Um, he will protect the quarterback. He, he's a guy that I think uh, still wants to play, has shown he can play. Uh, he's 31 years old, which is getting there for a uh, offensive lineman. You can get run into some injury issues. But I think if your O-line is struggling or you need to improve that, 
he's a guy that you can have to at least add depth at the very least. I'm, I don't know if he'd be wanting a ton of money. And uh, I threw Antonio Brown on this list just because he seems to think that he's going to be playing next year. He tweeted a picture of himself in a Ravens jersey like a month or two ago, and nothing really came of that. I think he thinks someone's going to sign him. I don't know. He... He said that he's not going to get ankle surgery until a team signs him because he wants the teams to pay for it. Now, for those of you who don't know, Antonio Brown has quite the history. He left the Steelers as possibly a Hall of Fame wide receiver as part of a holdout because he wanted more money. Ended up going to the Raiders where he got cut before, I think, the first game because he uh, was saying he didn't like the new helmets, uh, refused to practice with cleats on, stuff like a bunch of weird stuff was coming out about him. He also did some uh, more inappropriate things, not necessarily illegal, just kind of stupid things uh, that I won't talk about. He has been accused of doing things that are definitely illegal, though. I don't know that he was ever convicted, though. So, uh, you can research that on your own. I'm not going to mention what those specifics were on uh, this podcast. Then, he goes to the Patriots, and he played one or two games there, I believe. uh, And Tom Brady liked him. So, after Bill cut him to the Patriots, Tom Brady stuck his uh, head out for him and said, Hey, come on down to Tampa. You still got it. You're that guy. Um, let's, let's win a Super Bowl. And they got so close to the playoffs and then, well, the the Buccaneers ended up winning, getting to the playoffs, but, uh, week 16 or 17, one of the later weeks this past season, he took off his Jersey against the Jets and just ran off the field. And he like accused the head coach, Bruce Arians of saying some things. I don't know where that lawsuit's gone. But basically, this dude is a locker room issue. I don't know why a team would re-sign him if they're just, unless they're just completely desperate. He went after Tom Brady after Tom Brady stuck his neck out for this guy. I don't see him getting signed, but he seems to think he's going to get signed. So I'll, I threw him up there. Uh, be very, very surprising if Antonio Brown were to get signed by a team. And then we also have another Tampa Bay Buccaneer, uh, Rob Gronkowski, who has been, he's, I consider him the greatest tight end of all time. The only person who could maybe uh, beat him for that role is Tony Gonzalez. And uh, Travis Kelsey's kind of making his reputation known for that claim. But I just think Rob Gronkowski has the rings, the strength. He's face of football for a lot of fans. Uh, the Gronk spike was something we always did at recess growing up. Uh, Gronkowski is just that is just a monster. He's a beast. One of my favorite players to watch, even though he never played for any of the teams that I like. As long as he wasn't playing against the Bengals or the Colts, and it wasn't going to result in us missing the playoffs, I was okay with Gronk doing well. But... He has said that he cannot commit to football right now. And a lot of people are saying, is he going to go back into retirement? Other people are saying there's no way he comes, he goes back into retirement. Tom Brady, his buddy, just came out of retirement. Why would he go back in? And uh, I, I don't know. 
Something that this could be, though, is just a kind of uh, contract negotiation type thing where he's saying he's not really sure if he wants to play, and then all of a sudden they throw more money at him, and he's like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, Gronk's a, Gronk acts like a frat boy who has never read a book, but he's actually a really smart guy if you look into a lot of his plays. I think he's probably one of the smartest players in the league. He definitely has one of the higher football IQs in the league. So uh, I definitely would not be surprised if this came out as a uh, kind of a negotiation ploy to get more money. And it's not like Gronk is like the old guy who's just on the team as part of a uh, way to get people to buy tickets and come in and see him play. No, he still made moves. He's still a great blocker. Gronk is still a great receiver. He's had some injury issues, but that's going to come when you're a 33-year-old tight end in the NFL. But Gronk is still a great player. I would love to see him back on the field again. Obviously, he needs to do what's best for himself and his family. But I hope that we see Rob Gronkowski for at least one more season in the NFL. And if you've never watched uh, Rob Gronkowski play football, I suggest you tune in and watch whatever team he's on. And you see what I'm talking about with just how he's a beast at football. If you can't wait for that, look up some Rob Gronkowski highlights. I guarantee you someone put together a sweet video of that somewhere out there because he is amazing. He's one of probably the all-time greatest players. If you made a list of the top 100 greatest players in the NFL, Rob Gronkowski is probably somewhere on that list. Um, so, yeah, we got more free agency stuff probably coming in as we get closer to the draft. Definitely going to have some stuff after the draft. Uh, there won't be a Faith Fridays this week. I think I'm just going to do one of those once a month right now. So that's going to be the plan for that. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is going to be the end of the show. And uh, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show or you learned anything, share it with your friends. Uh, hoping to get to 10 regular downloads a week. Uh, right now we are at 6. So that's, that's not followers. That's uh, just regular downloads. People who listen to every show each week so if we can get to that uh by the end of this month that would be phenomenal share this with your friends share this with family and uh let me know what you want to see on instagram no buts underscore show that's the end of this show goodbye